Hey everyone, Adam here with the Shooter's Touch. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When Brian and I were trying to get this podcast off the ground, we had tons of questions. How do we record an episode? How do we get my show into all the apps like Spotify, Apple Podcast, where all of our listeners can listen to it? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is actually pretty simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free, and it is honestly ridiculously easy to use. Now, Anchor can match you with your great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast immediately. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading all of this stuff to you. So, when Brian and I started this podcast venture, one of our huge issues was we both have families, multiple kids, day jobs, multiple jobs sometimes. How are we going to get in the same spot at the same time to do this podcast on a regular basis? Anchor does that. No need to be in the same spot. It's essentially a phone call to one another and you're recording a podcast. So if you always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, you need to go to anchor.fm backslash start to join me and Shooter's Touch and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm backslash start. I can't wait to hear from you and to listen to your podcast. What's up, podcasters? Another episode of Shooter's Touch podcast here with Brian and Adam. Uh, we are going to dive into the past week that the Panthers and the Bulldogs had um, with a couple good wins and, uh, um, you know, a couple of real close losses for both teams actually as well. So um, you and I had a, um, had, an, had an eventful week. Um, you know, last, last game that they had, they beat Missouri State 64-59 in a, uh, a back-and-forth game in Cedar Falls. Um, they, they had a um, – as I mentioned, another win where AJ Green didn't uh, didn't play you know as well as he has uh, in previous games, but another game that Spencer Haldeman uh, really stepped up, uh, playing 25 minutes and scoring 15 points off the bench. Um, you know, a couple more people who in the scoring category who really did uh, contribute are, or excuse me, were Isaiah Brown and Luke McDonald. Um, Isaiah Brown known more as a defensive stopper. Um, but he, uh, ended up with 12 points, uh, in about 34 and a half minutes. And Luke, Luke McDonald played about 30 minutes with, uh, scoring 12 points there too. Like I mentioned up and down game, uh, you know, back and forth. Um, New Missouri state is a, is a very good, very well coached basketball team. And, um, you know, as far as, as far as picking up a, a good win, uh, you know, with a team that is right there next to you, that's exactly what this win was for the Panthers, you know, right now. Uh, if the season were to end, um, I believe the I believe you and I would be ahead of Missouri State uh, in the conference standings by one game, um, and so that was a that was a huge win for the Panthers, and you know they a huge win for your confidence going into going into this week where they have Bradley Wednesday and then Saturday they they come to um, the Nap Center and play play the Bulldogs, um, you know, but a good win overall by by the, by, by the Panthers here against Missouri State. Yeah, I was looking at. Uh you know, kind of how that all shook out for them. Um, like you mentioned, a big thing, uh, them being able to get the win with AJ Green, um, you know, not scoring uh, at a normal clip that you would normally uh, finish with. I think he had eight. Um, and the other thing too, and, 
you know, I'm sure you'll touch on the Loyola game a little bit, but um, with uh, Trey Burhau, um and his uh, lack maybe of output has just continues to surprise me um, from the games that I've seen um, as far as his ability or what it looks like um, his ability is and his athleticism. Uh, he's from, he, he transferred over from Pepperdine. Is that correct? Is that where he was yes. at before? Um, you know, and I know that, uh, you know, I think had a fairly decent season over there. Um, you know, it was a 10, 10 plus point score. And, um, you know, I think he's hovering around seven right now and obviously one of the starters, but, uh, the last two games he scored one point, you know, he didn't have any against oil and, and I don't know, he only had eight minutes. So something might've happened. I guess I didn't see what, uh, uh, what, what the issue was there, but playing 23 points the other night and only scoring one point, um, is is surprising to me, uh, I guess, more than anything. And, you know, and we talked about Wyatt Lowhouse as well and having 31 minutes and only five points. Um, you know, it's big when you have your stars that are giving that output. But like you said, still being able to find some scoring come off the bench. Um, you know, a couple of your other guys stepping up uh, and, and getting the job done. You know, obviously um, scoring 64 points, holding holding them to 59 was was, it was huge. Uh, and that's something that you and I, you know, under Coach Jake has always kind of prided themselves in his ability to play defense. And so, uh, as you mentioned, continue to move forward. Hopefully, hopefully continue to just hang around long enough and, and win these tough ones and, and keep improving. Yeah, but they've, they have had some, some close games um, that they just didn't come out on top of. Uh, you know, you mentioned Loyola. That was another one where they went to Chicago on Wednesday. Uh very, very cold weather, which that, that, you know, shouldn't, shouldn't play into your game, but you know, you're uh, walking in there, not, not as warm as you usually are and stuff like that, but they, they played well at Loyola um, only ended up losing by one. AJ green hit a, a pretty long three with no time left, essentially down um, hit, hit a three to, to end the game. You and I down one. So ended up losing by one, but they did play. They were ahead most of that game. Um, so I was very excited after that game just to see that they, you know, went, went, went on the road and, and had some success there. So I was not surprised at all that they played well against Missouri State uh, with a little confidence from Loyola. But I think that you touched on it here briefly as well, that their Achilles heel this year has been the fact that they just can't find consistent scoring. Um, you know, with A.J. Green, their leading scorer, uh, he he didn't play as many minutes as he typically does against Loyola, and obviously this this game against Missouri State or this last game against Missouri State, he only played 22 minutes and you know was three for six, uh, three for six from the field and 0 for one from three point line, um, and ended with eight points. So that'll you know if if the Panthers want to see any success you know, on a back to back to back basis, I think that they're going to have to find some scoring from somebody else other than other than AJ and, you know, a couple other people on a, on a more consistent basis, you know, for one, why low house, you mentioned um, senior leader, a, a scorer in my mind. Um, and you mentioned it too, he played, he, he played most of the game and only had five points, but um, <clears throat> you know, the, the Valley keeps, keeps grinding out and, you know, hopefully they, they can, can have the last two games and, you know, move, move, move ahead with their, you know, confidence and as a basketball team and, and really start to string together some wins here too. And Luke Madonna, I know we talked a little bit about him um, back when they, when Drake was in town, just 
uh, you know, maybe didn't have the point the point output that um, he's had here lately against Drake, but I, we both commented on his ability to kind of step up and did a good job against McGlynn in the post. And, you know, you talk about confidence. I think that was something that really kind of that game really kind of got him going, um, you know, because he's kind of been chipping in here in 12, 14, 16, yep. um, you know, each and every night. And he has, you know, been one of the ones that's been a little bit more consistent as far as that goes. And, um, you know, as a coach, obviously going into the games is the only thing, you know, obviously that you're looking for is improvement, but you also, um, over the course of the season, you just want that consistency. You just want to know mm-hmm. um, where it's going to come from and then be able to adjust, uh, you know, if if something's not there or something's not working. And and I, and I imagine that that's been hard for Coach Jake here going, going through this year because you'll have, you know, one game AJ will come out and score 25 and the next game he'll have six and, you know, and, and same thing with Spencer, you know, he's kind of came on here uh, and, and picked up some of that uh, bench scoring for him. But, um, you know, Taiwan Pickford is another one that I know I've mentioned before on here. Um, I like his athleticism and some of the stuff that I've seen him do on the court, uh, you know, getting 20, 25 minutes a game, um, you know, and his production too well, is just kind of a roller coaster. And so, yeah, they just need to find some consistency and, um you know, with that, I think we'll, we'll continue to come more wins. Yeah, hopefully you're right. I mean, they, you know, you mentioned Luke a couple seconds ago. He's, if I'm not mistaken, I believe he's led the team in assists for the last three or four games, um, which, you know, you love to see that out of a big man. Um, however, when you're, when your guards aren't, aren't creating any opportunities for anybody else to score, you know, that's an, that's an issue too. But uh you know, no rest, uh, no rest for weary here in the Valley. Like I said, they got Bradley Wednesday and then they, they come to Des Moines Saturday um, to play the Bulldogs. And, you know, speaking of the Bulldogs here, they had, if I'm, if I'm correct here, they had their first loss uh, against Illinois state at home, their, their, their first conference loss at home. Um, and then a big win against Indiana state here last Saturday. Yeah. Um, actually they lost to Loyola at home. So they're second, they were nine and nine one. one, sorry. Second. Uh, yeah. Second loss at home, and you know, and that's one of the things that uh, uh, going into that game. So it was a little bit of a back and forth game in the first half, um, and uh, Illinois State ended up taking a four point lead going into halftime. And it's interesting because Illinois State is eleven and zero when leading at halftime, um, and as you mentioned, Drake the nine and one at home. And so going into that second half, I was I was excited to see uh, how things were going to shake out and. Um, was hoping we were going to have ourselves a pretty good basketball game in the second half, but uh, uh, Illinois State came out and they uh, they continued to mix up defenses against the Bulldogs and uh, played a lot of zone and doubled in the post um, quite a bit, and the the Bulldogs just really weren't able to get a rhythm. Obviously, they only scored fifty five points, ended up getting beat sixty nine fifty five. Um, and as kind of the the theme has been for the Bulldogs uh, this year, is they kind of go as their as their guards go. Um, and the guards just struggled. Uh, they really couldn't find a rhythm. Um, they, they came st- started hot. I think the first four possessions, I think they made three threes. And so I thought we were going to see a little bit of the Bulldog blitz again. Um, but that kind of seemed to settle down a little bit. And like I said, it was a little bit back and forth in the first half. But uh, you, got the, you got the feeling pretty early in the second half that uh, the Bulldogs were just out of sync and, um, you know, really struggled offensively. And Another uh, telltale sign for, for the Bulldogs is um, what they do from the free throw line. Uh, normally a really uh, a good free throw shooting team. 
um, in the games in which that they've struggled. They struggled from the line, and that was no different against Illinois State. They went seven for 12 and shot 58% from the line, um, which is very unusual for them. And so, uh, you know, just, just not the performance that they were looking for. Um, obviously in the nap, uh, it was nice to see, uh, kids are back in session. So, uh, like you mentioned, it was a cold night, but that place was rocking. They had the student section full, um, good turnout. Cause yeah, cause yeah, that was Wednesday. That was the bitter cold night. And so it was good to see that. Um, unfortunately the, uh, the Bulldogs didn't play quite as well as they would like to, um, but did turn around and, uh, and bounce back and, and go on the road, uh, to take on Indiana state, um, and like I mentioned, this team goes as the guards go. And Brady Ellingson led the team with 16. Noah Thomas chipped in 12. Nick McGlynn had 12. And so when your guards, you, you, your two guards are scoring, um, shooting the ball um, at a high percentage, it just seems to get everybody else going as well. Um, you know, not again, not a ton of scoring. 68-62 is what the final ended up being. Um, but again, going back, so now you got your 12 of 16 from the free throw line. Um, so getting 12 points there, uh, shooting 75%, you got 13 points off the bench, um, you know, and really kind of worked inside out, got 32 points in the paint. And so we're able to, um, and what ended up being a close game and kind of a back and forth game down the stretch, uh, we're able to hold on and, um, get another good win for them and, and bounce back after that, uh, after that game on Wednesday. And as you mentioned in the, in the Valley, don't have, uh, a lot of rest because they go to um, Chicago and play uh, Loyola tomorrow night. So it'll be interesting to see, to see how that, how the Bulldogs look over there. Yeah. We're real excited to watch, watch that game, you know, two of the, of the top three teams in the Valley here, um, you know, going back to the Illinois state game, uh, you know, I honestly don't understand hundred um, percent why, you know, a lot of teams don't, don't switch up defenses because it gets you, it gets you out of that rhythm that you're in so well. Um, and, you know, honestly, honestly, it, it looks like from looking at the stats, I, I, I just watched the highlights of that game, but um, it looks like that's exactly like you said, what it did to the Bulldogs, you know, not a, not a great night shooting. I mean, Brady Allenson, their sharpshooter uh, was three for seven um, scored nine points. All those were threes. You know, Nick McGlynn had a, had another game. He was six for nine, had 15 points and you know, seven rebounds. Um, however, other than that, I mean, you know, you're looking, looking down at these scoring lists. We got five, we got five, we got two. Um, one of the Murphy twins had eight. And so it, it looked like it was just a struggle for them to put the ball in the basket and the, the score them Drake, Drake scoring 55 points shows that as well. Um, and then, you know, skipping over to the Indiana state game that <clears throat> that's an, that's an impressive win uh, in my mind, because that place is, you know, from playing in that place, that that place is very tough to play in. Uh, it's a bigger arena that usually doesn't get too. Um, they usually don't get too many fans there, and so it's almost. I I, I kind of compared, and I have compared compared it here before, to playing in a in a high school high school gym, and then making it to state and having to go play in you know Vets Auditorium or go play in Wells Fargo. It's just a, a different, you know, kind of, I guess, like depth perception that you need to shoot in that yep. place. And so, you know, that's a, that's a good win. Not to mention that Indiana state, you know, is, is very tough, tough to play at home. They got some good players there, you know, but it looks like just from looking at the stats, I mean, Ellington shot better. He had 16. Um, McGlynn had his game again. And Noah Thomas actually, at, actually put the ball in the basket a little bit more too with 12. 
Um, and they, they ended up with 68 points. You know, that's, that's more of a Drake basketball score right there. So uh, got a couple of big wins. And like we just talked about a big, uh, a big game tomorrow night. And then the Panthers come to town for an instant rivalry Saturday. So, um, you know, things are looking, looking good for the, for the Bulldogs here, you know, one game back Illinois States looks like top of the, of the Valley with Loyola um, essentially tied with them. And then Drake is one game back of those two. So, a big game tomorrow night. And then, you know, from, from here on out with them being kind of in the, in the backseat looking up, um, you know, some big games coming up here, here to possibly get that, um, you know, to possibly get that buy down and down in St. Louis. Yeah. And I, you know, they obviously continue to uh, continue to do what they've been doing and um, defending the home floor is going to be big for them here as, as you come down the stretch. Uh, with a couple of teams, Valparaiso, Bradley, back-to-back at home will be big for them. Uh, you know, as we've mentioned multiple times, going over to Loyola, who by all accounts is, is struggling um, in their last couple outings. You know, they got beat uh, the other night to Illinois State um, at home as well, and just they're just having a difficult time scoring the basketball. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, I was impressed with the Illinois State team um, and some of the uh, – some of their guards that they had, I, I believe it was that the Zach Copeland, yeah. um, that kid, that kid made big shot after big shot the other night in the nap center and, and didn't seem to be phased by anything. And what little bit of the Loyola game I caught, um, uh, it was doing the same thing against them. He had a couple catch and shoots, a couple pull-ups that, uh, you know, just big player making big shots. And so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, obviously the Bulldogs and, um, being able to, you know, control a little bit of their own destiny, but, uh, you know, maybe obviously don't have that team, that runaway team like we've had in years past with the Loyolas and the Wichita States of the world. Um, it should should make for a very uh, interesting month here, as like you said, as we lead into March in St. Louis and uh, see where everything shakes out. And as you know, you got to get get out of that first day and get that by and give yourself a chance down there. Yeah, I think that the you mentioned there's nobody who's you know running away with the valley this year which will make this next month very interesting and you mentioned arch madness down in st louis i feel that there are a number of teams maybe even you know essentially all the teams in in the conference that that could potentially feel that they can go down and win that thing um it'll be it'll, it'll be huge for a lot of these teams to not play on that first night down there um, just because obviously you have that extra game under your belt and, you know, playing, playing three days in a row, is, uh, compared to, I guess, like four days in a row is a little bit different, um, for obvious reasons, I think. So, um, yeah, I mean, a big, big month here and there are a lot of teams that still have a chance at this, uh, you know, the, the regular season conference title, um, not to mention, you know, the overall conference title down in St. Louis. So. Yeah, I'm excited. I, I mean, we've talked about it on this program before too, with uh, with Drake and obviously with the turnover and the um, one scholarship player coming back. It's it's you know, it's good to see. It's good to see for for those kids for um, obviously the community in which we live in here in Des Moines and um, you know the future of that program. I think it'll be uh, it'll be a lot of fun and uh, like you said, this month can't can't wait. Looking forward to it and. You know, March is March is leading up to our favorite month of the year, March. The best time of the year, for sure. Um, well, hey, before we head out of here, we have a Shooter's Touch first. We have 
two tickets, I believe two, right, Brian? Yes, that's right. Two tickets to the UNI Drake game coming up this Saturday, the 9th, that we are going to be giving away um, on our, um, I guess, on the Facebook page where we will post a, um, where we will post an image. We have an image up there right now. And you comment under that image and you tag somebody that would want to go along with you or that you want to go along with you. You both will be entered into the drawing and we will draw uh, one of the last few days of this week to get your tickets and uh, you, you can go to the game for free. So, so pretty cool. We're, we're excited about it. Um, and uh, you know, we want to want to hear from you just overall about the podcast. We love hearing our fans feedback, but um, this is good, Brian. I I'm excited for the future of not only uh, the Panthers and the Bulldogs, but of uh, the shooters touch podcast here. Absolutely. And one other thing too, I got a shout out um, as far as the tickets, we got uh, the tickets courtesy of subway uh, at Drake West village. And so um, <laughs> big ups to them. Awesome. And obviously if you're going to the game and have an opportunity to grab a sandwich before the game, obviously swing in there and, uh, um, and grab a sandwich before you head over to the nap. But yeah, like, like Adam said, love to see uh, you guys tag some friends in, in our, on our Facebook posts and we'll get those tickets to you and uh, it'd be a great game. And hopefully you're able to enjoy and we it. We'll hopefully see you there. You going to be there, Brian? That's the plan. Awesome. Awesome. Me too. Well, um, yeah, again, we appreciate all the listeners and we, as we mentioned, uh, love our fans feedback. So, you know, comment on our Facebook page, on our Twitter, um, whatever's easiest for you. We'd look forward to hearing from you. And like we said, hope to see you guys on Saturday.